0: Hi there, welcome back to just Christopher Gavenet's show and doing ASMRs of nature sounds and chickens pecking at something so that you can calm down and relax from six long hard nightmarish years of torture at the hands of Mr. Asves, Nazi Dump Trump. Anyway, so, um, let's see what wonderful She's things we've got. A shout out to the KAMP, to KAMP Student Radio at the University of Arizona. Here's, this is my latest podcast, my contribution. I'm gonna. I need to um start tagging them in my in my um post. Although I need to actually tone it down, um I'm getting a little bit of a repetitive stress thing um from over tweeting. Tweeting syndrome. I haven't, which freaking tweeted, tweeted too much. So I'm um, going to scale it down. Maybe I'll do some more. Uh, uh f- I was thinking of a foray into more arts work and listening to podcasts. And I couldn't. I can, I can still do it, I just have to be real careful and, uh, you know, turn your way down on, the, on that. Maybe, I'm going to soak it in um, Epsom salt, Let's see if that helps, Epsom salt is kind of a magical thing to me. anyway, uh, let's see, what should we listen to? Uh, this is Saturday. I don't know if there's anything new. I'm like all up to stuff. How about Justice Matters? What's up with Justice Matters? Glenn Kirshner. Um, I should actually start up a window just for Glenn Kirshner. Okay, YouTube, 17 hours ago, posted, it's gotta be good, I'm subscribing, Justice Matters, this guy's awesome, I love the way he talks about, uh, and, you know, treason, it's on my mind, I mean, I've uh, heard other people talk about it too. Let's talk about treason charges. Hello.
1: I'm coming to you with an urgent update. Trump and his Republicans are doing everything in their power, working 24 7 to buy their way back into the majority. I'm calling on my very best grassroots supporters to join me and help defend our House Democrats from Trump's Republicans and their mega donors. If Trump's Republicans take over the majority, I know all of our progress
0: could that's be destroyed. A weird, weird, smile. You Big rush smile. in five
1: dollars, fifteen dollars, or whatever you can to help me protect our House Democrats before my midnight deadline. I hope so. Thank you.
0: Um.
1: Wait, bestie, don't press
0: that skip button. That Are you ready for to earn your psychology degree? She should fucking it's retire. She's too old. Oh, we need term limits.
2: So, once Donald Trump is indicted, let's just take that in for a minute. (laughs) Once indicted, what challenges lie ahead on the jury selection front? Let's talk about that. Because justice matters.
0: Yes, it does. Um... <laughs> Summer colon buds. No semicolon Trump. Okay, now we'll tag that dumb Trump. Um Nazi ass face. You know that's what I'm calling them today. Nazi ass face, dump Trump, uh
3: And then the. Uh
2: indicted, can Donald Trump get a fair trial? An equally important question is, can we the people get a fair trial? I know you're thinking, once indicted, isn't that a pretty big hurdle to overcome? It is. But the Department of Justice and Attorney General Merrick Garland told us that they will follow the facts and follow the law wherever they lead crimes the facts and the law prove that beyond all doubt I would contend so let's take the Department of Justice at its word it will follow the facts it will follow the law and it will indict Donald Trump because frankly if DOJ fails to, to indict Donald Trump then they're not basing their decision on the facts and the law they're basing it on something else And that something else can only be a political decision. And friends, let me tell you, there are too many good people, honorable people, ethical people, people who take deadly seriously their oath to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Too many good people, at the Department of Justice to let Donald Trump go uncharged for his crimes. He will be indicted. So then let's turn to the question of jury selection. You know, I've always said that you can't win a case in jury selection, but you can sure lose it. Let me say this up front. I do believe we can impanel a fair and impartial jury to try Donald Trump for his crimes. Let's take a look at the example of Paul Manafort's criminal trial. This from the Washington Post back in 2018, nearly four years ago now. Time flies when you're fighting to save democracy. Here's the headline. How a Trump supporting juror in the Manafort trial was a beacon of justice. One of the jurors from the trial of Paul Manafort has described herself as a strong supporter of President Trump. She said she drove every day to the Alexandria courthouse where Mr. Trump's former campaign chairman was being tried with her Make America Great Again cap in the back seat, and that she planned to vote again for Mr. Trump if he runs for re-election in 2020. She said she thought prosecutors had targeted Mr. Manafort as a way to get dirt on Mr. Trump, and that she didn't want Mr. Manafort to be guilty. Nonetheless, she voted to convict him because the evidence of his guilt was overwhelming. A lot of people don't know this, but the best way to get your guns is not by buying at gun shops like 97% of gun owners do. i know that might come as a shocker and it might sound a little bit crazy i mean how do you even get guns unless you buy them right
0: skippy skippy
2: and that friends is an important example of how jury service is supposed to work you know in big lengthy complex trials jury selection can be a very lengthy involved process i prosecuted a number of lengthy rico trials and In those cases, when we were going through jury selection, we would have the prospective jurors fill out a questionnaire that ran about 120 questions. And after they filled them out, we would talk individually with each juror, asking them about their answers to those questions, asking follow-up questions as appropriate, all with a view toward trying to to decide if each person can fairly and independently as a juror, whether each potential juror could set aside their own preconceived notions, their own ideological or political beliefs, and decide the case based only on the evidence they saw introduced during the trial itself. So during that process of individual joie individual questioning of potential jurors, in my experience, the overwhelming majority of them are honest and they're candid, they're forthright, they're straightforward. And in fact, you know how many times I've had a juror, a potential juror say something like, You know, your honor, I can't sit in this case, I can't be a fair impartial juror for the following reason. And sometimes they were being honest about that, sometimes I'm sure they were just trying to get out of jury duty, but a judge could dismiss a juror like that. But on those rare occasions, when there's a juror who maybe is trying to pull a fast one on the parties, the prosecution and the defense and the judge, and they're being deceptive and they're being evasive, and, you know, maybe we have a sense that they're trying to get on the jury for an improper purpose, you know, we're pretty good at sniffing that out. And the judge will have the opportunity to dismiss that kind of a juror who's being evasive, who's not being candid, not being honest or forthright in their answers to questions. And even more importantly, in this day and age of everybody seeming to have a social media footprint, if there's a juror like that who's trying to nefariously sneak on to the jury... They're probably gonna have a pretty significant social media presence or footprint, so you know the parties may very well be able to figure out what that person is about one way or another, and prevent somebody from sneaking on to a jury for ideological reasons or political reasons or any reason other than
0: so they the can let us go into some free and independent
2: juror in a case. So well, yes, how I are we going to find somebody heard who heard doesn't heard.
0: know who this <laughs>
2: shit clown is? <laughs> I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but... since when is justice ever easy? But the challenges that come with jury selection are almost beside the point. I always told the prosecutors that I supervised that it's more important to vote to because the That's
0: evidence of
2: to let Donald Trump go uncharged
0: <laughs> for his crimes. No, no, no. Pull Basing up. Pull up else. for the mystery too else. can only be a political decision.
2: Isn't that a pretty big hurdle to overcome? It is. But the Department of Justice and Attorney General Merrick Garland told us that they will follow the facts and follow the law wherever they lead. Donald Trump committed crimes. The facts and the law prove that. Beyond all doubt, I would contend. So let's take the Department of Justice at its word. It will follow the facts, it will follow the law, and it will indict Donald Trump. Are okay, you guys still here? Because, frankly, if DOJ decides to, to indict Donald
0: Trump, KPYT,
2: they're not basing their decision
0: on the facts. That's that why they're, they're
2: basing it on something else. Radio. And that's
0: something else Carlin told
2: us that they will follow the facts and follow the law wherever they lead. Donald Trump committed crimes. The facts Unlike and the, the previous
0: the law administration that.
2: beyond all doubt, I would contend. So let's take the Department of Justice at its word. It will follow the facts, it will follow the law, and it will indict Donald Trump. Because frankly, if DOJ fails to, to indict Donald Trump, then they're not basing their decision on the facts and the law. They're basing it on something else, and that something else can only be a political decision. And friends, let me tell you, there are too many good people, honorable people, ethical people, people who take deadly seriously their oath to protect and defend Thank the you. Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Too many good people have the Department of Justice to let Donald Trump go uncharged
0: Yay. for his crimes. Thank you. Will That's very reassuring.
2: So then let's turn to the question of jury selection. You know, I've always said that you can't win a case in jury selection, but you can sure lose it. Hmm. Let me say this up front. I do believe we can impanel a fair and impartial jury to try Donald Trump for his crimes. Let's take a look at the example of Paul Manafort's criminal trial. This from the Washington Post back in 2018, nearly four years ago now. Time flies when you're fighting to save democracy. Here's the headline. How a Trump-supporting juror in the Manafort trial was a beacon of justice. One of the jurors from the trial of Paul Manafort has described herself as a strong supporter of President Trump. She said she drove every day to the Alexandria courthouse where Mr. Trump's former campaign chairman was being tried with her Make America Great Again cap. In the back seat and that she planned to vote again for mr trump if he runs for re-election in 2020. she said she thought prosecutors had targeted mr manafort as a way to get dirt on mr trump and that she didn't want mr manafort to be guilty (laughs) nonetheless she voted to convict him because the evidence of his guilt was overwhelming and that Friends, is an important example of how jury service is supposed to work. You know, in big, lengthy, complex trials,
0: jury selection can be a
2: very lengthy, involved process.
0: I prosecuted a number
2: of lengthy RICO trials, and in those cases, when we were going through jury selection, we would have the prospective jurors fill out a questionnaire that ran about 120 questions. And after they filled them out, we would talk individually with each juror, asking them about their answers to those questions, asking follow-up questions as appropriate, all with a view toward trying to, to decide if each person can sit fairly and independently as a juror, whether each potential juror could set aside their own preconceived notions their own ideological or political beliefs and decide the case based only on the evidence they saw introduced during the trial itself. So during that process of individual voir dire, individual questioning of potential jurors, in my experience, the overwhelming majority of them (laughs) are honest and they're candid, they're forthright, they're straightforward. (laughs) And in fact, you know how many times I've had a juror, a potential juror, say something like, you know, Your Honor, I can't sit in this case, I can't be a fair, impartial juror for the following reason. And sometimes they were being honest about that, sometimes they were just trying to get out of jury duty, but the judge (laughs) couldn't dismiss a juror like that. But on those rare occasions, when there's a juror who maybe is trying to. maybe a what and
4: they're being deceptive and they're being
2: evasive and you know maybe we have a sense that they're trying to get on the jury for an improper purpose you know we're pretty good at sniffing that out and the judge will have the opportunity to dismiss that kind of a juror who's being evasive, who's not being candid, not being honest or forthright in their answers to questions. And even more importantly, in this day and age of everybody seeming to have a social media footprint, if there's a juror like that who's trying to nefariously sneak on to the jury, they're probably going to have a pretty significant social media presence or footprint. So... You know, the parties may very well be able to figure out what that person is about one way or another and prevent somebody from sneaking on to a jury for ideological reasons or political reasons or any reason other than the desire to serve as a fair and independent juror in a case. So yes, I believe we can impanel a fair and impartial jury to try Donald Trump for his many crimes. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but since when is justice ever easy? But the challenges that come with jury selection are almost beside the point. I always told the prosecutors that I supervise that it's more important to try cases than to win cases. And Donald Trump, more so than any high government official, perhaps in the history of our country, needs to be tried for his crimes. And his guilt or innocence should be judged by 12 citizens sitting in that jury box as the conscience of the community. You know, Donald Trump didn't give us a fair trial. When he was running for president in 2016, He committed campaign finance crimes in a conspiracy with Michael Cohen to bury deeply damaging information about him and about the quality of his candidacy, bury that information from the voters, thereby robbing the voters of the full value of their vote. So Donald Trump didn't give us a fair trial. When he expressly enlisted the assistance of Russia to help him steal the election. No, Donald Trump didn't give us a fair trial, but we're gonna give him one because justice
0: matters. matters. Yeah, fucking great shows,
2: friends. As always, thank you for tuning into these daily videos. <clears throat> as you may know, here at Justice Matters, we're an all volunteer operation posting a legal analysis video every day, seven days a week. If you would like to more formally support our efforts, our content, our mission... I think If you'd I, like to I become a, a member of Team yeah, Justice proper,
0: please sure. feel
2: free to come on over to Patreon.com. You can sign up to become a patron. And if you do, all will okay. Team Justice.
0: So that was freaking great. Um, let's go to see what else Glenn Kirshner is... Covering Judge Cannon, classified documents denier. Yes.
2: Over the past six months, we have been investigating, as well as exposing the truth behind all of these food processing plans. So let's take on two legal updates. First, Judge Aileen Cannon blows it again. And second, Governors Abbott and DeSantis. Are not only engaged in cruel, callous, heartless political stunts, but they might also be violating yes. federal law.
0: Good. Let's talk. Get about them that. out of office immediately. Because justice
2: matters.
0: matters. It does. Fortunately, yeah, maybe we'll, we'll be saved by the. Of our justice system and hey all. Here. the quality so of let's
2: take on two legal updates. Probably the, the first one is Judge them. Aileen Cannon, the Florida judge who was appointed by Trump and was confirmed by Mitch McConnell Senate after Trump lost the presidential election. Well, she blew it again, and she issued a 10-page ruling, basically saying, "I'm going to leave my stop-work order in place." So that the Department of Justice, the federal prosecutors, cannot investigate Donald Trump's crimes involving his theft of and unlawful concealment of highly classified government documents. But I'm not going to go through her 10-page ruling because there is so much to dislike. I want to focus on just one thing she said, which I think kind of knocked the legal wind out of so many of us. I'm going to read it first and then we're going to translate it into English. She says on page three, the motion filed by the government primarily seeks a stay of the September 5 order insofar as it temporarily enjoins approximately 100 documents marked as classified. In other words, her earlier motion said, you cannot criminally investigate Donald Trump For the 100 classified documents he had unlawfully that he had no right to that he stole from the federal government she goes on in isolating the described documents those are the classified documents from the larger set of materials the motion effectively asks the court to adopt that the approximately 100 documents isolated by the government are classified government records wait a minute wait a minute the federal judge is saying that the 100 documents that have been identified by the government that bear classified markings that were recovered from mar-a-lago are not classified documents she's not prepared to accept that Factual representation from the government. Heck, she saw the pictures of some of the classified materials in classified folders bearing classified markings. Pictures that were taken inside Donald Trump's office at Mar-a-Lago at the time the FBI was conducting the search and documenting what they found. No, Judge Cannon is not prepared to accept that these are classified materials. That is so arrogant and reckless and out of touch with reality and dismissive of our national security interests that it just it leaves you dumbfounded. You know, frankly, Judge Cannon continues to expose the fact that she has no business being a federal judge. And the Department of Justice has already indicated it will appeal her ruling in its entirety to the 11th Circuit. Yes, people have observed that the 11th Circuit has six Trump appointees and five non-Trump appointees sitting as appellate court judges. So it's anybody's guess as to, first of all, which three judges will be selected to hear the appeal of Judge Cannon's horrific ruling and how they will resolve it. If they're honest brokers of the law, I think they will overturn the ruling of Judge Cannon and reinstall some sanity into this process. But we'll stay tuned to this one, friends. Now let's turn to the second story, which involves a level of cruelty by Texas Governor Greg Abbott and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, cruelty toward their fellow human beings that sort of leaves you speechless.
0: Aren't you, you probably calling the ICC? Abbott and Xanthus the, the, the have been taking
2: busloads and plane loads of asylum seekers, migrants, <laughs> and
0: shipping them off so from parts of the country. Hey, UN, what do you guys think about this? This no are no reports. report.
2: no help, no assistance, no contacts, no information about what may happen.
3: This is law, law, liar. Mm-hmm. <clears throat>
0: Um, espionage...
3: The chances of comma
2: say, well, wait a minute, kidnapping involves, you know, hitting somebody over the head, tying them up, throwing them in the trunk of the car, driving them somewhere against their will and whatever, and said. yes, that is kidnapping. But there are other forms of kidnapping, and in the federal law, there's something called kidnapping by So, as we often do, let's go to the big, ugly, blue book of federal laws, the United States Code. Crack it open to 18, United States Code, section 1201, and talk about the crime. crime Here's how it reads. Very short.
4: I paid
2: $27,000 for this property. This property, right here on the screen, whoever unlawfully seizes, confines, inveigles, decoys, kidnaps, abducts, or carries away any person across state lines or in interstate commerce is guilty of kidnapping, kidnapping by inveigle. means to lure or lead astray or entice my false
0: Maybe Trista uh, reacts would be easier. Okay, Mm so I just made a, a little TikTok video.
2: Two or three times a year, which kind of
0: shocked me because I didn't know. I was definitely... <clears throat> <clears throat> hey, keep it down now. <laughs> oh no, did I fuck it up? Because justice matters. It does matter, Glenn
2: pretenses or deceitful means let me give you an example and i'm going to use actually a concrete case a few years ago it's Hello? guilty of kidnapping kidnapping by inveiglement okay what does this
0: word inveiglement mean
2: it means to lure or lead astray or entice by false <laughs> pretenses or deceitful means hmm. let me give you an example and I'm going to use actually a concrete case. It's a mystery, yeah. Fucking processed them. military prosecution, then. which was affirmed on appeal. Where a young female soldier was enticed to get into a car by a fellow soldier under false pretenses. That he was going to take her back to the base, the military post to which they were assigned. And her into the car under false pretenses, and took her somewhere she had not agreed to go. He was convicted of yeah. kidnapping, kidnapping by inveiglement, not by force, and that was affirmed on appeal. That's just one example. The law books are full of cases that have been affirmed on appeal when the conviction was for kidnapping by inveiglement. Now, here's why my mind went right to the federal law of kidnapping By and when I heard heard what Abbott and DeSantis were doing, they picked up these asylum seekers, they lied to them, made them all sorts of promises, put them on a plane, flew them up to Martha's Vineyard, and dropped them with nothing, nothing for them once they landed. I heard an interview that is with so one of random, these asylum so weird. seekers. One of these migrants. And here's what he said. He said. We agreed to get on the plane to do this because we were promised food, shelter, 90 days of support, English lessons, help filling out work permits, etc. And when they landed and were pushed out of the plane, they got nothing. None of that. They were transported across state lines by the Abbots and the DeSantises of the world, these cruel, heartless little men, they were lied to.
0: (laughs) Yes, cruel, heartless little men.
2: they were moved from one place to another. That is kidnapping by inveiglement. That violates federal law. Let's hope that the Department of Justice opens a criminal investigation into Abbott, DeSantis, and anybody that participated in this conspiracy to kidnap these asylum seekers, these migrants. I don't want to end on a sour note, friends, but I wonder if the Abbott's and the DeSantis's of the world corrupt the governors, look at what's going on in Washington, and say to themselves, It's not like any of the ruling class criminals in Washington, D.C., the political criminals, the elites, the wealthy, the well-connected, are being held accountable for anything. Not for one single solitary crime has accountability come for any of the ruling class criminals in Washington. And maybe Abbott and DeSantis like their chances, mm-hmm. because if they're not going after and locking up the people for the insurrection and for the, cl- the theft of classified documents and nuclear secrets and other crimes, well, why would the Department of Justice go after them for you know, just shipping some asylum seekers around <laughs> the country?
0: Yeah, exactly. Pernicious, Let's hope justice is evil. All
2: of them, because justice
0: matters. Yeah, they're fucking evil, friends. As always, please stay safe, please stay tuned. and I look forward to talking
5: with you all again. <clears throat>
0: Right.
2: So arrogant and reckless and out of touch with reality and dismissive of our national security interests that it just
5: it leaves you double
2: You know, frankly, Judge Cannon continues to expose the fact that she has no business being a federal judge. And the Department of Justice has already indicated it will appeal her ruling in its entirety to the 11th Circuit. Yes, people have observed that the 11th Circuit has six (laughs) Trump appointees and five non-Trump appointees.
0: recuse for make that she should be removed from the case
3: forced to step down, exclamation point. over this
5: mm <clears throat>
2: Yeah. something to do with veil probably something veiled
0: uh, yeah uh, blinds right uh, it's blind. w- it's close to French's and uh, vagues mm. blind, oh buddy <laughs> he's talking to me that's <laughs> how huh. baker starts to grunt I wish to get him to talk more baker okay. street. don't scratch him you want some? Do you want some scratchy, scratch, scratch, Baker? Yeah? Is that a yes? <laughs> Baker Street. Do you want to? Do you want a little scratch, scratch, Baker? <laughs> Is that a yes, Doctor B? Doctor B, what scratchy, scratchy? <laughs> It'd
1: be cool to
2: have one of those. Oh, uh, fuck
0: you, man. Baker, Street, Baker Using Street me sign? for entertainment. What?
2: Wouldn't that be cool to have a Baker Street song. Oh yeah,
0: you know that would be easy to make, huh? Right? You can you make a stencil? <laughs> yeah, it would be make a stencil of it.
6: Uh, it comes from uh Sherlock Holmes, right? That's isn't that where he, he lives? Yeah, On that's yeah,
0: that's right. Right, that's right. Okay, go for a bike ride. <laughs> Do you want to go for a bike ride? A bike ride? Mm or uh, maybe help out in the garden right yeah there's a well there's a tree in a pot i want to dump it but i just realized the pig pig makes it do i'm curious like what do you think we should keep the pig or find him in the home <laughs>
2: I really don't think he's that got sure. much of a burden now, now that he's used to it,
0: although there's a cushion
2: downstairs. Did
0: you see it? Yeah, it's disgusting, right?
2: Destroyed, I, <laughs> I gotta clean it up. That's why I came up here to get bags.
0: He rapes it and he tears it to pieces.
2: Was it him or Stizzy? I don't know.
0: It was Tim, yeah. There's he he um he knocked over this table that I set up in there in there. So that the cushion would fall down, so he can, you know, uh, probably fuck it and tear it to pieces, tear it to pieces at least. It's I so saw him. He like good. he like bites. It's it's he's I guess part of his love play, been, you know, to bite.
5: Well, he's inbred. <laughs> <and bees laughs> Porky's
0: love play. <laughs> <laughs> he's an
6: addictive animal. I facilities.
0: It's fucking mean
6: <laughs> is <that your> <laughs> <laughs> it looks like facilities <laughs> what your
5: facilities are those, is that your
0: facilities no it's tea that's oh. old tea
5: remember in living color
0: uh no no no. <laughs> no no what what happened on living Color?
6: what are the characters as played by one of the uh, Wayne brothers. Yeah. Uh, one of the brothers, uh, He played this uh, homeless guy that
2: was really fucked up, you know. And uh, he lived in a cardboard box. Uh uh-huh. He had a little blanket. He had everything, you know, he say I even have my facility. He took up this big jar this stuff that looked exactly like we got in there. Oh now.
0: wow.
1: But <laughs> 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 somebody put a potato in there but it looked like a turd.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was a great show, man. That was really, uh, I mean, it wasn't a show like that <clears throat> in years. I mean, it was like, uh,
5: in your face, you know, smack you.
0: Yeah, didn't Jim Carrey come out of that, too? Yeah. And they're like, uh, Jamie Foxx. Right? Jamie Foxx. Jamie they he they had him in a dress, which is why Dave Chappelle uh, turned down fifty million dollar contract. Huh? See, you know they wanted to they wanted to basically like emasculate his image. You know, as a as a black you know he's, he's a good looking black dude. He should be more on the sex symbol side, I would say. But uh, no, he's just like an uh, ordinary dude. He's he's married to a Filipina Filipina and he said one of his jokes is that uh, his wife is Filipino which makes a Puerto Rican (laughs) Can you shoo that bird out of my um, Shoo the bird out of there Get out of there! Scram! Move moving around in there. Yeah, shoo him out of there for me. <laughs> Get. I need to go back behind there and... Uh,
5: chicken.
0: Yeah, shoo the fucking chicken out of there. There are two of them. I see a white one in there, too. It's always the Snarkies. Snarkies are always in there. Ha <laughs> <Yeah>. ha. <Yeah. laughs> Psh- <laughs> there we go. Um, that's such a nice little lush corner right there. And They've kind of almost eaten like it. Pretty much, that's edible in there anyway. <laughs> Maybe I should just let them. You know, just like keep try to keep the mint in the front for myself. Did you know that mint can be used as a um like if you have itchy uh, like insect bite or something? Mosquito mosquitoes. You know, um know you that. rub you rub mint against it, you know, like take some leaves and, and like rub it against the, the site and it and it uh it immediately gets better. It's an aboriginal trick. Indigenous trick.
6: That's good to
0: know. I learned in Taiwan. One of the many. Indigenous trickster, Tripsta. Come here, cutie. Oh, come here, little white America. Oh yeah. Look at this baby. She is I think it's a she. She was born 4th of July. This is the one. She's born on 4th of July. Born on the Fourth of July, you were born on the Fourth of July, you were born Fourth of July, you were motherfucking born on the Fourth of July
5: now.
0: Well known, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
0: yeah, she could, she could she's a good, good little chickie. She's, she's cute. She's, she's the one that will um, remember she would, I, I put out my hand and she would jump into it.
5: <laughs>
0: yeah. I think it's pretty brilliant. I mean, like. Everybody should know. Everybody should know the the lies that were told to us about animals. Even you know they lied about everything so that we didn't see beauty and or um, treat them with respect. You know that's why they that's why they told us that like chickens are chickens are stupid or you know because they don't want us to have respect for for Mother Nature. Mother Nature, you know, for the past 2,000 years, it's a Roman, holy Roman, holier-than-thou Roman church. Who, uh, started this patriarchy. That's the, that's the perpetrators of the fucking patriarchy, the church. Before then, we, there were, like, goddess cults. Diana. Athena, um, Mary, Maria, like, saints, or, or people, people who perform miracles like Lourdes, the, in, in France, I was in Lourdes, I went to Lourdes, it's kind of like a Disneyland for spiritual, for Christians, <laughs> I even got some of the, um, you know, the holy water. Might even be around here somewhere. Might come across it one day. Uh Uh-huh. What do you know? Um, right. Right, 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 right. So how's Mamacita? How's she feeling? It's really good. I uh, got that. Uh, it had a Labor Day sale. It's uh, Oh no, kidding. Yeah, thirty percent off. Whoa! On CBD <coughs> huh?
2: Yeah, I got a, cu- a couple for fifty bucks.
0: Dude.
2: And uh,
0: um, is it still uh, available? Offer available.
5: I oh, Possibly. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Especially if you can you them.
0: Can, you, cool. can you place an uh, order for you know, some more for, for me? Can you say, hey, can I add a couple more? Can you add, send me a couple more? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Is it for pain?
6: <laughs> yeah. It's not for getting high,
0: though. No. Also, yeah, I want to, I want to try some of this, some of this product that uh, I read, the, you know, his, whatever, infomercial or whatever about it, The what he, you know, his research that he did into it, um, and it was, it sounds great, sounds like he's, on, I think he's onto something, nano, nanoparticles. You know, it makes sense that so our cells can can absorb it better. Yeah. Yeah, that's what what Huh? That's what she's
5: getting.
0: Right on. Yeah, Yeah, I want some too, Benny. Why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you tell me about this special? I would have ordered some too. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I don't think so. I was just thinking about how, uh, how they scouted us. We got scouted by Cheech and Chong, man. That's, oh, hey there. Hi Mr. Speckle. <laughs> how yes, are you doing, man. buddy? The code is Mayberry Day. How are you doing, buddy? I'm so
6: excited. Hello. Come <laughs> <laughs>
0: Let me go. Check. Dang, George, What's for lunch? <laughs>
7: <laughs> did, uh did you want some help
2: with the plants?
0: Yeah, uh, uh did you say you're going to check on check on your mom and then help me, uh, I'll, I'll help me with some stuff stuff something? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Babies galore. Dang. Because justice matters. Matters. <laughs> because just matters because just that matters because just that matters because just that matters. Right. Still there. Hello, darling. So.
2: Mm. We or enticed by false pretenses or deceitful means. Let <laughs> me give you an example. And I'm going to use actually a concrete case. A few years ago, there was a military criminal prosecution which was affirmed on appeal where a young female soldier was enticed to get into a car by a fellow soldier under false pretenses that he was going to take her back to the base, the military post to which they were assigned, and he didn't. He lured her into the car under false pretenses and took her somewhere she had not agreed to go. He was convicted of kidnapping, kidnapping by inveiglement, not by force, and that was affirmed on appeal. That's just one example. The law books are full of cases that have been affirmed on appeal when the conviction was for kidnapping by inveiglement. Now, here's why my mind went right to the federal law of kidnapping by inveiglement when I heard, heard what Abbott and DeSantis were doing. They picked up these asylum seekers, they lied to them, made them all sorts of promises put them on a plane, flew them up to Martha's Vineyard and dropped them with nothing, nothing for them. Once they landed, I heard an interview with one of these asylum seekers, one of these migrants. And here's what he said. He said, we agreed to get on the plane to do this because we were promised food, shelter, 90 days of support, english lessons help filling out work permits etc and when they landed and were pushed out of the plane they got nothing none of that they were transported across state lines by the abbots and the DeSantises of the world these cruel heartless little men they were lied to and they were moved from one place to another. That is kidnapping by inveiglement. That violates federal law. Let's hope that the Department of Justice opens a criminal investigation into Abbott DeSantis and anybody that participated in this conspiracy to kidnap these asylum seekers, these migrants. I don't want to end on a sour note, friends, but I wonder if the Abbots and the Desantises of the world corrupt governors. Look at what's going on in Washington and say to themselves, it's not like any of the ruling class criminals in Washington, D.C.,
0: have ever been political
2: criminals, the elites, the wealthy, the well-connected, um, are being held accountable for anything (laughs) not for one single solitary crime has accountability come for any of the ruling class criminals in Washington and maybe Abbott and DeSantis like their chances (laughs) because if they're not going after and locking up the people for the insurrection and for the the theft of classified documents and nuclear secrets and other crimes. Well, then why, why should would they the go after them?
0: Justice exactly. Go after
2: them for, you know, just shipping some asylum seekers around the country. Hmm. Let's hope justice comes for all of them.
0: Impudent bastards.
2: Matters. Friends, as always, please stay safe. Please stay tuned. And I look forward to talking with y'all again tomorrow.
1: Hey, folks, I'm here with Publishers Clearinghouse, and we're giving away some real serious
0: money. How about some more Justice Matters, man? More justice matters, please. Yay, Georgia DA wills. So yes. let's
2: take on two legal developments. One down in Georgia, oh. involving Donald Trump, Rudy Giuliani, and some others, and the other in D.C., involving Mark Meadows.
5: Uh-huh.
2: But to be honest, friends, at the moment, I feel like we're just treading justice water. But let's talk about it. Because justice
0: matters. matters. Certainly does. And thanks for over 10,000 listens on this podcast alone. Appreciate you. I love you. I see you We can do this. Hey, all.
2: Glenn Kirshner here. So we got what I would call some minor legal developments about Donald Trump and some of his lackeys and Lapdogs, criminal associates, co-defendants—what a motley bunch! First, let's talk about the ongoing criminal investigation being conducted by Fulton County, Georgia District Attorney Fawnie Willis. Here's the most recent reporting. This from the Washington Post headline: Georgia 2020 election inquiry may lead to prison sentences,
0: <laughs> prosecutor says. Uh huh.
2: Well. That's nice to hear,
0: because that is sort of what
2: should happen when one commits serious election crimes.
0: Like that, That yeah. That article
2: begins. For sure. The prosecutor investigating efforts by Donald Trump and his allies to challenge the 2020 election results in Georgia said this week that her team has heard credible allegations that serious crimes have been committed and that she believes some individuals may see jail time. Quote, the allegations are very serious. If indicted and convicted, people are facing prison sentences, Fulton County District Attorney Fawny Willis told the Washington Post. No decision will be made for months on whether there will be indictments and, most notably, if Trump himself will face charges. At least 17 people have been notified that they are targets of the criminal investigation. Meaning they could eventually face charges, and more targets will be added to the list soon, Willis said in an interview Tuesday in her Atlanta oh,
0: office. Right, that's nice.
2: Willis would not discuss any of the targets by name and has not said if she's willing to charge the former president. Trump could be called to appear as a witness before the special grand jury that was convened this spring as part of the investigation, Willis said Tuesday. Quote. A decision is going to have to be made, she said, on whether to 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 seek Trump's testimony, and I imagine it's going to be made late this fall. And let's face it, if Donald Trump is subpoenaed to the grand jury in Georgia, he will likely just plead the fifth, invoke his Fifth Amendment privilege against self-incrimination, I don't know, 440 times. Been there, done that in a New York grand jury. The article continues. So far, the group of known targets includes former Trump lawyer Rudy Giuliani and the state's 16 would-be Trump electors who created unofficial, that would be false, documents proclaiming Trump as the winner of Georgia's electoral votes even though he lost the state. Hello everyone, it is Rick Hoffman from Suits. It completely takes my mind off everything, called Royal Matt. Hey guys, it's Daniel here from Evolve Artists. Maybe
6: you've heard from me before. I make videos to help artists make better paintings, but I wanna make sure that you don't miss the upcoming webinar with the master, Kevin Murphy. He's the guy who taught me everything that I know.
2: friends, is it just me, or does it seem like justice is taking forever? How many more elections will come and go before somebody makes a prosecutorial decision involving Donald Trump? Let's turn to the second story. This one involving another Donald Trump criminal associate, not Rudy Giuliani, but Mark Meadows. Here's the most recent reporting from CNN. Headline, Mark Meadows complied with DOJ subpoena in January 6th probe. But before we celebrate, let's look at what the article relates. <laughs> Former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows has complied with a subpoena from the Justice Department's investigation into events surrounding January 6, 2021. Sources familiar with the matter tell CNN, making him the highest ranking Trump official known to have responded to a subpoena in the federal investigation. Well, that sounds promising, but wait.
5: Hmm.
2: Meadows turned over the same materials Hmm. he provided to the House Select Committee investigating the U.S. Capitol attack. One source Hmm. said, meeting the obligations of the Justice Department subpoena, which has not been previously reported.
5: Hmm.
2: So, Mark Meadows gave the Department of Justice the same stuff he's already given to Congress. I'm not wildly impressed. The article continues. Last year, Meadows turned over thousands of text messages and emails to the House Committee before he stopped cooperating. The texts he handed over between Election Day 2020 and Joe Biden's inauguration provided a window into his dealings at the White House, though he withheld hundreds of messages citing executive privilege. And what's more, when Congress subpoenaed Mark Meadows to testify, he thumbed his nose at that lawfully issued congressional subpoena, thereby committing the federal crime of contempt of Congress. There is no two ways about it. There is no open question. He committed that federal crime for which Congress referred him for prosecution. And a co-equal branch of government, the executive branch of the Department of Justice, said, "Yeah, we're not impressed. We're not concerned. We're not going to charge him with the crime he committed against Congress. We're not going to support a co-equal branch of government by enforcing the law when Congress is the victim. Yeah, I'm still kind of ticked off about that. Some people say, well, maybe DOJ has a grand scheme. Maybe they have, you know, bigger things in store for Mark Meadows, maybe. But it still, to me, feels like one branch of government acting in a really disrespectful and inappropriate way when another branch of government is victimized by an executive branch official who tells Congress, take a flying leap. I'll tell you what to do with your subpoena. Yeah, I'm still ticked off about that. Maybe justice is coming in bigger ways for Mark Meadows. It better be. Okay, friends, i am done that particular rant. And I do have two observations no, about
0: charges for everybody. story
2: about Mark Meadows complying with the DOJ subpoena and giving the Department of Justice exactly what he has already given Congress, so there are no revelations here. But the two observations are these. First, if DOJ is moving in the direction of indicting and prosecuting Meadows, Trump, other criminals in the Trump administration, then there's an evidentiary reason to subpoena the text messages, the emails, the documents directly out of Mark Meadows' grubby little criminal hands. (laughs) Because yes, he's already given this stuff to Congress, but the prosecutors don't want to be in a position to use these documents as evidence when Mark Meadows gave them to Congress and then Congress gave them to the Department of Justice because then you have a chain of custody issue. Too many hands on the documents, on the evidence. It's a minor evidentiary point, but I can see why it would be important for the Department of Justice to say, yes, we know Mark Meadows gave this stuff to Congress. But we need him, pursuant to a subpoena, to give it directly to us, so we are compelling him with a subpoena to do that because we don't, have to, we don't wanna have those documents pass through too many hands before we get them if we're intending to use them as evidence in a prosecution. That's one observation. The other observation is I have to believe the Department of Justice is approaching Mark Meadows incrementally. First, subpoenaing the stuff that he's already turned over to Congress, and then maybe subpoenaing additional information, and certainly subpoenaing him for testimony. Because Mark Meadows won't be able to thumb his nose at a grand jury subpoena the way he thumbed his nose criminally at a congressional subpoena. Because if he does, he will be in trouble. He will not pass go. He will not collect $200, $200, or $2 million, or whatever it was that Donald Trump gave to Mark Meadows' PAC, might that have been to shut Mark Meadows up yep. by his silence? Yep. I suspect we'll hear more about that in the future. But yes, it feels like justice is <laughs> treading water, is not moving forward, is not making progress, at least in recent days.
0: How much you want to bet? Like Trump broke afloat. that uh, off of that donation.
2: Friends, please stay safe. Please stay tuned. And I look forward to talking with you all so again. So basically,
0: taxpayers paid for <laughs> taxpayers paid for Mark defense. Huh? How much you want to bet? Busy about. lawyers. Should you Say anything? Be
2: working on that brief or contract after dinner.
0: skippy skippy that was freaking great obstructing case against trump
7: what is your take on sort of the state very strong doji awaiting
0: yielding from judge on Marlardo documents well
4: nicole great question and forgive my voice today uh, i don't have covid but i have something <laughs> uh, i didn't it. miss this uh, topic though and i wanted to share a little bit of what we know at the washington post number one there's a good reason donald trump appears to be frowning um, furrowed brow at his golf course the other day while there are a lot of conspiracy theories floating around about why he was there you know his mood is pretty obvious he has reason to be un unhappy and displeased he is on multiple fronts under investigation and he knows based on all of the subpoenas flying around, and some that were actually returned, including Mark Meadows, his, uh, re- the request by DOJ for tax, all these things flying around have given the Department of Justice a lot of information. He must know by now as well, Nicole, that somebody in his inner circle, somebody close To him, close to him at Mar-a-Lago, close to him in his White House, has been cooperating with the Department of Justice to make clear that there was a high degree of certainty
0: that they would
4: find classified records still at Mar-a-Lago after Donald Trump's lawyers insisted they'd done a diligent search and none were to be found. This is clear, I think, from the amount of of activity going on, that the Department of Justice is a lot further along with the straight-up case, as we refer to it at the Washington Post, the straight-up case of potential obstruction, potential retention, and concealment of government records, than they are on the place where there's a lot of subpoenas flying around, and that is was Donald Trump or were some of his aides and allies engaged in a seditious conspiracy to start that, that pretty frightening insurrection at our Capitol on January 6th?
7: Neal, to Carol's point, it, it's such a good and, and nuanced observation. Um, the stealing of documents was something that could be known by the archives. They know what they had, they know what is missing, as do the intelligence communities themselves in terms of what their work product was, all of it gets checked out and usually checked back in. But the obstruction case, which is what far-right legal analysts keep returning to, people like John Yoo and Bill Barr and Chris Christie, it, it has to be aided by witnesses or documents that suggests that perhaps, or it would seem that it is aided by someone who can point them to surveillance footage, by someone who could say, nah, there's still more, by someone who could say, it's not all in the storage room, check the office. What do you make of the strength of the obstruction Uh, it's very strong. And from the very start
6: of that search, I and I think most people who have worked at the Justice Department have said, Nicole, they must have a source or sources on the inside. It's just too hard to think they would have known to go in, know where exactly to go in. And get these documents. So, um, you know, so I almost certainly think that there is a source or sources on the inside. I also think that Donald Trump himself recognizes it. Uh, Politico just reported that the lawyer that Donald Trump hired, Chris Kai, is getting paid three million dollars for this. Um, and just you know, I handled a lot of the biggest cases in the entire system. Three million dollars is an extraordinary. extraordinary Extraordinary amount of money to do a case. If you talk to the general counsel of any company, any large company, they'll say, maybe a couple of times we've done that and paid that much for a case. But that's a lot. That means there's one of two possibilities. Possibility one is that this lawyer, uh, who was the former Florida Solicitor General, is demanding a super premium because he thinks after he represents Donald Trump in this case, he's never going to get work again. That's option one. And option two is there's so much legal work to be done, and it transcends just this documents and this obstruction case, because those two things together, I don't think, can get you to $3 million. I do think it's kind of remarkable that Trump does, at the end of the day, manage to find new legal counsel when virtually every attorney who's gone near him thus far has wound up the source of a federal probe or ethics violations or this and that,
0: this but you
6: know, $3 million ha. evidently has talked to at
0: least one Giuliani 4%. disbarred, ha ha. Well, and Carol, I mean, I was talking that $3 million
7: ha. may very well have come from the big grips, which is also now under DOJ criminal investigation. So with Trump, it's, it's you know the dog is usually chewing the tail. Um, what do you make, though, of the fact that this development of Mark Meadows turning over to the justice department really just being responsive to a subpoena all of the material that the congressional committee had but it is high level um really sort of off the record communications i think we have some of liz cheney reading but those text messages include as part of one of the public hearings let's play that
0: Yeah.
6: Better luck next time.
0: But I haven't even done yet. If you up threw a good store. money
6: way when you bought those glasses, next time go to America's Best, where two pairs and a free exam start at just seventy Can't beat that. Can't beat this either. Book an exam today at americasbest.com.
1: We have evidence of many others
0: imploring Donald
1: Trump and Mark Meadows to take action.
0: Here is some of that evidence.
1: Text messages sent to Mark Meadows during the attack. This is a text message oh, at right, 2.32 right. from Laura or, um, Ingram. Hey Mark, the president <laughs> needs to tell people in the Capitol to go <laughs> home. The next message, this is hurting all of us. That
0: was a and then,
1: he's destroying his legacy and playing into every stereotype.
4: <laughs> we lose all credibility against the BLM Antifa crowd if
1: things go job. south. <laughs> President's son, Don Jr., also urgently <laughs> oh, contacted Mark Meadows. At 2.53, he wrote, he's got to condemn this ASAP.
0: The Capitol
1: Police tweet is not enough. At 3.31 p.m. on January 6th, Sean Hannity of Fox News texted Mark Meadows. Mr. Hannity said, quote, can he make a statement? I saw the tweet. Ask people to leave the Capitol. Later that evening, Mr. Hannity sent another text message to Mark Meadows. This time, he shared a link to a tweet. That tweet reported that President Trump's cabinet secretaries were considering invoking the 25th Amendment
7: to remove President Trump from office. Carol, you know this other uh, uh, than no, anyone. No. A White House Chief of Staff in any normal White House knows everything. Um, they know every Thank movement. You. They know every conversation. They know everyone in and out of a White House. In this case, where according to Liz Cheney, Donald Trump gathered a mob, he riled up the mob, and then he unleashed them on the Capitol, where they endangered the life of his own vice president and every member of Congress, Mark Meadows may be either an accomplice to a criminal conspiracy or certainly a first-hand witness to everything that went down.
4: I think that second part is so important, Nicole. He is in the room every time one of these threads of of nutty conspiracy plans are hatched. You know, when the pillow guy comes in and says, here's what I think we can do. When uh, Mike Flynn and Sidney Powell are proposing seizing voting machines and quote-unquote rerunning the election when he is you know literally getting all of the texts you just read all of this scandalous material where we're leading republican advisors to donald trump are begging the chief of staff to get the president to do something he's there and replying at least in one instance to the white house counsel, i'm sorry pat he doesn't really want to do anything so he is sort of eyes and ears for so much of what the government is trying to understand was donald trump as president knowingly intentionally defrauding the government conspiring to obstruct a government proceeding and you know we know he put a target on the back of vice president that's sort of visibly known based on on his literally his own tweet but what does mark meadows what can he tell the government about what Donald Trump was acknowledging, one to one, man to man, when these ideas were being floated, because mano
7: at least a in mano. one
4: instance, Nicole, which you and I have talked about, which I'd like to harp on a bit, at least in one instant, and that's in a conversation with then acting members of the leadership of the Department of Justice after Bill Barr had said, "Lionora, I'm not staying for any more of this." Donald Trump said, "Yeah, yeah, I know. You don't have to say." You don't have to claim there's fraud. Just say there's fraud. In this instance, it, it was a glimmer that Donald Trump knew there was no fraud in Georgia. He just wanted the Department of Justice officials to claim it. As he said, we'll take, we'll take care of the rest." And it,
7: there seem to be a very reasonable set of questions about Mark Meadows' complicity and participation. And with those 19 Republic our members, is what Trump called them, at least that's what in Mr. Donahue's written notes say about that call that Carol's talking about, Neil. He also participated in trying to overturn the results of the election in Georgia after it had been thrice audited by the Republican Secretary of State and Governor there. There are questions about his knowledge of violence ahead of time and of the dangers to Mike Pence and to the members of Congress. And there, I think, is a reasonable bucket of questions about what he got a million bucks from the fraudulent, grifty super PAC for doing. Yeah, Nicole. You know, it's a bit sad to think that the expectations for Donald Trump is, and his inner circle
6: are so low that the surprising part in all of this isn't that a former president's chief of staff received a subpoena in the federal investigation. It's the reporting that he actually complied with one. That to me is astounding. <laughs> I know. I mean, I know there was all these reports out there that say that Mark Meadows is complying but i'll believe it when i see it i mean meadows is a slippery dude and uh, (laughs) it might just might just be pr spin that he's doing right now turning over a few things but not actually everything now if he does actually turn over everything i think it's great that the federal investigators the january Sixth committee are getting this information, but I just really want to caution that this guy does not deserve a medal in any way, shape, or form for turning over this information now under a subpoena. I mean, it's not like he developed some newfound sense of patriotism or anything like that. He's facing, as you were suggesting, very serious penalties, both at the federal level and perhaps at Georgia as well. And, you know, to the extent he's complying, he's complying under the gun and it's still you know one of the things that we just don't talk about you know we had a whole impeachment over all of this you know more than a year and a half ago where was meadows then where were all these people then they were nowhere to be found um and something as important as january 6th the first kind of invasion of the capital since the war of 1812. it's unforgivable.
4: Tower camp for a... Hey, folks, we seem to have a visitor. It looks like... Looks like you paid too much
6: for your glasses. Oh. Anyone who isn't shopping at America's Best, Uh, wear two pairs and a free exam, start at just $79.95. Book an exam today. Oh!
0: Oak. Yeah. So that was great. Thanks. Glenn Kirshner and that was Neil Katyal. Obstruction case against Trump is very strong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> MSNBC. That was some pretty good news. Great news. <clears throat> Okay, now I'm putting in. uh, It's still there. Yes, hello, um, yes, and shout out to KAMP Student Radio at the University of Arizona and KBYT Pasquayo Cachabal Radio. Uh, so, this is a cooking segment of the Justificabonet to show. So, I just made some, hmm, um, it's kind of like a brunch. I made the, my own tortillas and I put them into like kind of like bite sized pieces. <clears throat> And then separately I I made this kind of like, uh, kind of an omelet with potatoes and cilantro and, um, garlic and, um, eggs and, um, and, hmm, I should have put some mushrooms in there. A little bit of, um, ranch dressing. I had it, figured I should use it, use it. Use it or lose it, man. So it's kind of, it's kind of done. I think it. it's pretty good. Pretty good. <clears throat> not bad for a white girl. Just uh, oh yeah, it's got rosemary from my garden in it. I try to use as much uh, like the eggs are for my chickies. Mmm. It's pretty good. Mmm. A bad menu. Hmm. Um, got some. <clears throat> you can probably hear the baby chickies. That's an ASMR of baby chickies. There's actually three baby chickies. I'm gonna give them a little piece of uh, old lettuce right now. Oh, sorry, babies. I didn't mean to drop it on you. Bon appétit! Thanks. She said, thanks. Thanks, asshole. So, um, there's not much good left. I'm quite resourceful when it comes to. Right now, there's remnants of lettuce. You know, you know, why do. Did you notice that um, food is. Food is different now. Um like it rots from the inside. I've never seen lettuce do that, like rot from the inside. That's weird. Usually um it rots outside in. Anyway, so and then I <coughs> I wish uh Apparently, you can just put the the stock back in the ground. I mean, like you, I did. You should be able to, but who knows what the fuck they do to uh, our foods here in America, especially. And go uh, <clears throat> put a little bit of hot. Where's my hot? Oh yeah, there is. Hot sauce. Put a little bit of soy sauce. Um, my stir fry sauce what I should have done is put like ch- some, some diced chicken but it's vegetarian and I was gonna plan to put some cheese on there actually, but didn't get around to it so mmm pretty. pretty badass mm. very nice just, uh, I huh. like the bread. They like my homemade tortillas. Hmm. Dog talk. Was just scientific evidence that <coughs> hmm. fantastic for oh, Gods mission right actually quite uh Pleased with my cooking skills. Uh-huh. Also draws the attention of them. Uh, so this is this part of the podcast is an ASMR of the uh, sounds of chickens begging, sitting on my foot. Uh-huh. I'm goofy. Mm. Huh.
5: Goofy. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: honey. It's like a yeah. piece <clears> of <throat> Yeah, it's very, very excellent. Just, uh... <laughs> mm. batter got mm. little penguins <laughs> in the VIP post I'm a Whenever I feed my chickens, it reminds me of when Tesla ended up being the old man in the park feeding the pigeons. Just like threw down a piece for friends. The is slobbering on my knee. put a little bit of Tabasco sauce on that. or what is it called? Teal mm. <clears throat> $10 stores are, I mean $1 stores are. $0.99 cent store only it's a shout out, they're awesome have almost everything I looking for so kudos to the owner of $0.99 cent only stores in Tucson. They're freaking rad. Last time I went. <clears throat> a couple months ago. <laughs> I don't get out much. Since the pandemic. Well I didn't even get out much. I was a homebody. And a loner. Before COVID ever hit. So... Voila, there you have it. Anyway, um, please wear a mask. Speaking of which, spe- wear a mask. Don't be an idiot. Here's my, here's my. what do you think of this campaign slogan for public awareness. So, don't be an idiot. Wear a freaking mask in public indoor spaces, okay? You got that? Mm-hmm. Get through your hard heads, hard as a rock, but, uh, you know, we're just looking out for your best interest and your health as well, as well as ours and our communities, so, fucking do the right thing, don't be an idiot, wear a mask, especially, don't, you don't have to wear a mask, okay, you're, you guys are right, you don't have to wear a mask if you're outdoors, okay, by the way, that those are magic words that I use. <coughs> You're right. You know, everybody always wants to be right. Everybody wants to be right, right? Right. Yes. Right. Whoa! I got some. Oh my gosh. It's <laughs> mm, hilarious. I wish I had filmed that. It was um, a Snarky and my tiniest little hen <laughs> fighting. <laughs> Oh, that was funny. Anyway. Um, take care. Be good to yourself. Well. Nobody else will. Just like Journey says. Right? Huh. Hi Kitty. Hi little Claire. Mm. Another tiny hand. Another tiny hand, dang you got it going on, girl. Anyway, call uh, the three branches of government and demand that they lock up all these freaking traitors and terrorists and that they're, they make it... Because they refuse to lock the fucking criminals up. We, the rest of us, feel like we're in the ones in jail. That's what they do. That's what they make it... The, this country feel like a fucking prison concertina wire going up all around us that was the vision I had Run the states around the continental USA anyway, uh, America is strong if you like this podcast, good for you uh, give me a five star review thank you, that rhymes <laughs> haha um, if you learned something, come back again, and thanks for a million